Hello and welcome. I'm Ang Haridwin Jones, and this is Skin in the Game, the Dance Massive podcast. This festival, we've invited some of the choreographers presenting their works in Dance Massive to interview each other. Some of the topics they'll be discussing are what's at stake in their performances for artists, for audiences. Can dance be political? Should it be? What's at risk when you've got your skin in the game? Philip, I want to ask you, what do you find important? I love that question because it's unanswerable at any given time. It depends on, you know, the state of our... Um, our the state of uh, our anxieties of on the everyday in the everyday as much as it relies on what's next the question what's next and what's important to me is what's next what's next is i feel through the process of getting a little bit closer to you creating this response we'll call it if i'm allowed mm-hmm. to use that word to gray area response what is important is that Interestingly enough, I feel like you're giving me, uh, allowing me a comeback. Yeah, you're, you're not resuscitating my work. You're kind of bringing me back. Where, back from what? I don't know exactly. But it's important that you have done this. And it's also important that I be represented around your interests. So I'm going to say that's important right now. Uh, I'm Hian. Uh, I have a work called Vanishing Point in Dance Massive Festival 2017 and uh, Philip Adams is one of the collaborators in the project uh, alongside with Joe Lloyd, Diane Butterworth and Francis Darth. Hi, I'm Philip Adams. I'm Artistic Director of Ballet Lab and I am the subject of Xi'an's uh, work in Dance Massive called Vanishing Point. In the very beginning, the work was about me being an archive. So I would like to know if I could truly document a work through my body. And, you know, Philip has always been, you know, the beginning of my dancing life because I came to Melbourne and I saw a work of Philip on the video and decided that's what I want to do. So there was a beginning of that. And so I trace down that lineage so I found the very beginning of Philip in Melbourne as a, you know, a emerging or early career artist starting to shine and Great Area was a work. And then that, that work was in a mixed program called The Return Ticket with um, very, also very uh, famous artist Lucy Guerin and Becky Hilton. So it's, it's a generation of very important people. So... So for me, that is not so much about an artwork, a work of art, but it's, a, it's an event. Mm. It's where Melbourne turned historically in dance. Mm. That is my perception yeah. of the event. And of course, I have like some very good relationship with Philip. Um, and I always wanted to dance that way. Um, and this 2017, and it's after 20 years, and I decided to, to know if I could document that with my contemporary mm. body. You know, I'm from that lineage, but not so directly. Have you been able to measure that distance from it? Like 2017, 20 Mm. years retrospectively. Like the measure, I, Mm. I can... You know how things 
um, in history that are relative to your childhood or your teens and then into your early 20s, um, well, you don't know this, actually, are uh, seen through a decade of change each, like 70s, 80s, 90s mm -hmm. culture, early noughties and now the tweenies. I can't touch the 90s in the way that I'm, I can only measure it through social media now. I, I, don't, I see it as the salt and pepper and the, but the salt and pepper as in the hip hop invasion mm -hmm. of the New York um, uh, African-American space that was very dominant around rap but went into the commercial sector. Mm -hmm. And then all the artists that arose from that occasion and celebrated it through white culture in museums like the Museum of Modern Art and the Whitney, etc. One of those important artists of the time was Christian Marclay. And I measure it by uh, the artists yeah. that were relevant to the time, the way we see Andy, who but, paved the way but didn't really let anybody walk. Yeah. Mr Warhol, inv mm -hmm. the invasion of that. Have we ever gotten over that, Xi'an? Do you think this space, are you still part of that um, declimatising away or towards popular culture? I made a really sort of audacious claim um, the other day. Only you would do that. For, I made a really, I you at a talk, I made a really, with really yeah. terrible, audacious yeah. claim. Yeah. I would say that there, there was, the, you know, for the visual art, there was Marshall Duchamp, you know, so there's uh, a man who changed everything contemporary art could be, but I don't think anybody has done that for Dan single-handedly. Mm. You know, we can accept everything to be interesting visual art or contemporary art, mm. but it's very. I find it it's still very hard for everyone to accept that anything can be dance. Yes, this. Well, yeah. we don't. We have to use the word ready-made in that. Yeah that moment, but I don't see it as an audacious claim, but the audacious, I mean, saying that nobody has uh, revolutionised, is this yeah. the way, if you want to use this word, I don't even think modern dance, but I, I'm going to argue slightly that perhaps there was one choreographer that did. Yvonne Rayner, no, would you say? No, 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 even more cliched than that, and um, uh, from the American suite. Martha Graham. Graham. Yeah. yeah. Because okay. if we look at the body of her in, 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 her work as a um, as an attempt to structure narrative away from classicism, she still relatively relatively relied on what was collaboration, mm -hmm. the Noguchi sets, but also dealing with sex and death as her main entry point around articulating story. Mm -hmm. Yet there was something about this this idolization or worshipping or sacred that began to shift visual art and movement to get as as a continuation of of uh, of choreography. I'm not going to blame it on Miss Cunningham, or I'm not going to say Trisha Barron's part of that the revolution because we know they were. But if you look at these these foundations, strangely enough, but we have to look where yeah. she came from. So, in a way, yeah. we go back to this, you know, I think there's yeah. some claim that you're incorrect in saying that nobody <laughs> audaciously <laughs> has revolutionised the art form, but I'm going to say something maybe a like, bit more outrageous than what, what you are, have just claimed, and I think that your attempt to do so is in fact an audacious attempt at replicating histories. 
I just happen to be a vehicle to instigate the connection and relationship and your first love and your passion of movement and you connected with me in the 90s, like you said. But what was more interest, what's of more interest to me is that there was this one day, I think, where our relationship started, and you probably will remember that. You were the only one that came to my class yes. at Dan's house. Did we end up doing the class or did we go no, out for we didn't. No, we quit. Yeah. You quit. I didn't. I quit. Yeah. I was there. I think it was um, I think that's David the, Tyndall. De, yeah, yeah. That was the, and that yeah. was the start of our yeah. real relationship, I think, that I thought, yeah. well, he came. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I was never a good student at, uh, at the Victorian College of the Arts, but I was a really good student throughout other times. Mm. After, after university, yeah. I decided I need to be a good student. And it happened overnight. Like, all of a sudden, you, were, you had claimed a, or carved out an identity for yourself. You did it. How did you do that? Um, I dyed my hair. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you practically as that. But I think, I think it's because yeah. I started working with Joe Lloyd. It changed uh, the public perception yeah. of me. Yeah. You know, I think... Yeah. Um, what I'm trying to say about that Marcel mm. Duchamp thing is like Sorry there's some track there's behind. someone who yeah. could actually sort of anoint an object and claim mm. the status of art for that object, mm. right? Whereas like for dance, has there anyone who could actually say this is dance? Anything can be dance, like it, anything can enter the status of mm. dance. I I always thought is it is Either Yvonne Rayner mm -hmm. or... Anna Helpen? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or someone like that. Yes. Because I don't, I don't think we have fully departed. Like, it's not a common sensibility for a lot of people. Yeah. Most of the time, I'm still arguing with people like, um, that's not dance. Are you, do you, would you say, arguably, you're attempting the same thing in this in Vanishing Point? To distract the viewer away from dance and allow them to see this, the the impression. I think um, the collapse of the foreground and the blurring. I think what at best, yeah. I think what I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to live a full life as a practitioner, as a whether it's a dance practitioner or art practitioner. Yeah. I'm just trying to live a full life that I'm engaged yeah. with my body, that I'm engaged in intellectual inner life. Is that so a, is I'm that always a, in there, I'm always in that moment, it doesn't stop because I have to make this yeah. two years film. Yeah. So I'll always be in that headspace of grey area and or with Joe or with Dion and constantly considering that, allow my body to change. What sort of an emotional impact has that made for you in a positive sense? To know that that itself doesn't have to be utilitarian. Of course, I'm making a work about them, but the vanishing point is not strictly about those work, like grey area. It's about me living through those experiences. Well, what a befitting title. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Both grey area and vanishing mm -hmm. point, so that find mm -hmm. an hallucination as their centrepiece. What is practice for you? Today, yeah. Today, what maybe we're getting back to the question: What's important to me? Yeah. yeah. Um, what is practice for me? Uh, is, uh, is 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 existential 
Sharon. It's this, this ongoing search for my for for meaning, but also to to understand the mechanisms to which anxiety is able to be manifested into a positive space in order to um, well, I don't want to say expand my practice to the point where I find other areas to experiment with inside of that mechanism of anxiety, but to relocate myself or characterise myself, transition and transport myself where I'm not comfortable. That's my job. And along the way, I harness in an amount of... such a, such a, a vast... Um, researched uh, experience to all of the the conditions to which I make the studio become alive that I think this is a strange things to say but I've said stranger things I actually don't really understand what I'm doing in the practice I experiment to the point where it becomes bewitched uh, and bewildered in front of me. It, it almost happens like a clairvoyant or a medium channels the spirit world. It tells me what to do and in I go for the ride. And I have an endless amount of energy to invest in that space. Most people that work with me in that practice, to answer your question or the importance of what it is, also come along for the other. The other participatory, um, experiential and experienced uh, task-making or research out on the field, relocating oneself to put someone, to put oneself in an unusual condition to which otherwise you would not normally have this opportunity. And it's not like they are, are, are researched in advance. They really happen in front of me. Like an hallucination. Mm. Yeah, it's real for me. And when I look at grey area now, like you've sort of, you've forced me in many ways to re-look at my work, look at Miracle Mm. and to look at Above and Brinda Bella and Amplification and Axeman Lullaby, like this kind of history of works. What draws the pool together, like swirls it up in this black hole, like the vortex, is anxiety. I think I, I probably suffer yeah. severe anxiety and I'm unawares to it. Can you know, I, can to the degree yeah. to which the work becomes uh, the only um, um, therapeutic way of releasing that uh, demon. Yeah. Can I ask you a very simple question? Do you get, probably simple is hard for me. Yeah. Do you get upset when people don't like your work? Um, uh, I, yes. Or they misunderstood yes. your work? Uh, Do you get up? I'd be lying to say no, probably more than you think. Yeah. But I How kind do you of keep get going? off on it. Yeah. I kind of like go, yes. There's a, there's, uh, no one claims the, the one star mentality review than me. I, I claim the most out of any artist. I would probably go on record as the, the most, um, uh, yes, <laughs> Tani- <laughs> tarnished, you know, artist across the reviewing perspective. But when someone doesn't like my work, most people um, are afraid to talk to that space with me. But if if I want to say, if 
people weren't dislike people were liking it to the degree to which I would become mainstream, then my job is irrelevant. This podcast was produced by Kate Cat. Cat McGoran. <laughs> Cat McGoran. Cat McGoran. Yeah, for Arts House. For Arts House. I love it. We'll say it so, together. This, this podcast, podcast was, was produced, produced by Cat McGoran for Arts House. Now you've heard the interviews, come and see the shows. Put your skin in the game. Dance Massive is supported by Creative Victoria and the Australian Government's Ministry for the Arts. The Delegate Program of Dance Massive is supported by the Australia Council for the Arts.